Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hi there, you have Morgan Petty, Lead Retail Analyst and Research Director at Rethink Retail, and I am joined by an amazing friend of our network. Um, From IGD, we have the Director of Retail Futures, Stuart Samuel. Hi, Stuart. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And we've heard a lot on day one and two of grocery grocery shop this year. I know you have, um, you sat in on the Kroger session with CEO um, McMullen, Rodney McMullen. Yes. Very good. And and um, during that session, he talked a little about uh, the, the strategy of divesting some stores. Just want to get your insight after hearing the reasons why. And, and how that may enable that merger with um, with Albertsons? Do you think that's do you think that's a good path forward based on based on your knowledge? Yes. So when Kroger and Albertsons announced this deal um, earlier this year, the you know the commitment was they were divest roughly around 400 stores to get the uh, FTC clearance and that to get the deal done essentially. And I think there's been some sort of anticipation uh, for a while now in terms of you know who's going to be potentially acquiring those stores because when you look at the the map and the banners and the locations, it's a little dispersed across the US. And uh, we were quite surprised really whether, you know, one retailer would come in or one business would come in and acquire them en masse. And uh, that's what looks appears to be happening with this agreement with uh, with CNS who are, you know, poised to uh, pick up those stores. And uh, hopefully, you know, that will give the uh, the green light from the FTC for the deal to push ahead, because I think that's clearly the main stumbling block is is the the divestments that are needed. Right, very good. And, and during Rodney's uh, uh, keynote speech, he talked a little about the plans to create sections of the stores that are focused on locally produced products, food and beverage products. Um, so, do you think that that's uh, how that how can that influence the relationship between the brand and the customer? Do you think that's something that would drive customers in-store, build that relationship? Do you think they're looking for those local brands? We've seen, you know, the interest in local really accelerate since the pandemic. I think during during the, you know, the COVID time, there was an opportunity for smaller brands to gain some shelf space. And they really sort of, uh, you know, counted on that sort of local support. I think sort of consumers were more focused on supporting their local communities, local producers. So since that time, really, we've definitely seen a stronger interest in local. And I think it's, you know, it's a great plan to continue to differentiate the proposition, um, to have those local brands in store. For a business of that scale, though, it's sometimes hard to achieve. You know, it takes a lot of investment. It, it means you know, more sourcing offices, potentially, um, and more sort of connections to be made with those local suppliers if they want to sort of really scale that part um, of their operation. Yeah, you can definitely see that there'd be a need for expansion of roles and, and somebody who's really going to facilitate or own that uh, that category across the brand. Um, a, a, another thought just on, on features of the retail space, the physical space. What are you seeing? What trends do you see? What do you think is going to grow in the, in the physical space? I think what's really interesting is that we are seeing uh, still a lot of innovation in the physical space. So again, countering what happened during you know, the pandemic where we saw all that traffic switch to digital channels, 
So the retailers are like, you know, we want to have that traffic back, you know, physical store. So we have seen, you know, an uptick in investment in store remodels. So retailers are definitely investing more with a focus on fresh, on experience. You know, those trends have been sort of in the industry for a while. And uh, we continue to see that, you know, focus on things like food service, for instance. So, you know, really trying to capture a greater share of consumers' total food spend. So can we sort of tap into those meal occasions? And I think that's coming at a good time when, you know, consumers are potentially cutting back on out-of-home spend, you know, maybe having going to the restaurants less frequently. So we've seen a bit of a focus from the retailers on not just in terms of the food for now in the stores, but actually creating more, more meal solutions uh, within their offers as well. Very good. And yeah, we've seen that with HEB, even having a, a director of, of food and beverage who's building those restaurant brands, even within this space, uh, and KitchenMate coming in, um, you know, th- to work with some of those uh, those retailers to create. Yes. And, uh, you know, for me, HEB has probably been one of the leaders uh, in this space, particularly with the take-home solutions. They have the you know, the, uh, the, the, that area right at the front of the store where they bring all those solutions together and really segment them quite well for consumers in terms of easy cook, easy prep. So depending on your sort of your cooking ability, there's a, there's an option there and it's tailored for you. And I think they've done a quite a good job with that. And, uh, you know, just even more recently, Walmart has moved in a similar direction, bringing more meal solutions. So something they haven't done at scale for a while, um, bringing that kind of offer into the store as well. Yeah, definitely appreciate that <laughs> just having an easy meal solution especially busy you know i think you're appealing to a, a consumer that otherwise may try to uh eat out but but yeah i think it's a, a great move overall um and then thinking about your session tomorrow so you are going to be leading a panel with uh, folks from dollar general uh leaders from this space i think the cmo of dollar general and also Chad Fox. Uh, leaders from from Pepsi, right? Yeah, I've got the uh, leaders from uh, you know uh, Dollar General, PepsiCo, and then Storkey out of Sweden as well. So we've got quite a, a good, diverse panel. And we're really sort of going to get into this topic, uh, and we've heard a lot of it this week, around alternative revenue models. So areas where retailers are investing beyond their existing operations. So retail media is probably the most well-known and the, the most discussed. But there are other opportunities to monetize um, existing assets within the business as well. So... We see people, and you know, for me, Walmart is is one of the leaders in this space, monetizing their tech capabilities. So selling, you know, the, the technology they've invested in for their own businesses. Can we sell this technology to non-competing retailers? If we have excess capacity in our logistics, can we sell that capacity? So Walmart has the go local business. So there's huge opportunity for retailers to really scale up some of these and. Over the long term, they can make a meaningful contribution to their profit and loss. And the angle we're really going to look at tomorrow is to really consider what is the impact on data and partnerships of all of this. Because what's going to arise out of all these different uh, revenue streams is a lot of data and new data that the retailers haven't had before. And if we take it to the extreme and you know we're going to share a model tomorrow, if the retailers invest in all these different areas and develop this ecosystem model, we're familiar with ecosystems from Alibaba and Amazon. We've not seen really a traditional physical retailer build that complete ecosystem yet, and I think Walmart is the closest to it. When you start to join those different pieces with data, that's going to unlock more opportunity and actually highlight more white space for some of those retailers and new growth opportunities beyond already what they're doing. Makes perfect sense, and I can't wait to see you this session tomorrow. We'll be covering that on Rethink Retail. 
Um, and I know you contributed some great content and insights for this year's uh, 2023 Rethink Retail Grocery Trends Report. You contributed a, a piece that I found very compelling about Aldi. Um, Aldi is doing, uh, making some strategic business decisions. The second fastest growing retailer to Walmart in the globally, is that right? It's one of the fastest growing retailers for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's really got some uh, expansive plans both in the UK, in Australia, here in the US. Uh, and it's really been a, you know, a star. You know, we, we've had the cost of living crisis. It's really, you know, had its moment there as people have really sought out those value options. Um, but what we've seen is really a, a shift in, in the business model at Aldi as well, because, you know, other retailers have really been heightening up their own value credentials. So Aldi's had to work a little bit harder to really communicate on price. So we've seen a bit of an uptick in what it's doing on, on the marketing side and really emphasizing things like Aldi price. Um, but really a shift in its format strategy as well, which has created more opportunities. So opening both larger and smaller stores. So some of the, you know, the newer stores can actually look and feel more like a conventional supermarket. And then in, uh, particularly in London, in Australia, uh, in China, it's been opening these convenience stores, these discount convenience stores that we've tagged them, which are a bit of a hybrid between a discount and a convenience store, but a smaller format, really sort of uh, urban focused uh, and a more curated range in those stores. So I think lots of more opportunity to come from Aldi for sure. Very good. I can't wait to see what they're up to. And the 2023 Rethink Retail Report is now available for download. And Stuart, it's always fantastic to hear from you. Such tremendous insights and, and look forward to more. Again, I look forward to seeing you on the stage tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.